Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And then they put up a tent for a sectional camp meeting. And they put that tent up in the city park there in Hugo, Oklahoma. And I was invited to come preach and pray for the sick in 1951. 1951. And so I preached there, and then we went to uh, Atlanta, Georgia after that. to uh, We had the General Council Assembly of God that year in Atlanta, Georgia. So after the camp meeting, I had a few days, so I preached there in the Assembly of God Church there in Hugo for about 10 days. And there was a man one night in my service that was in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. Paralyzed his hips down. Or actually to some extent even up above. And I laid hands on him and God's my witness as is the church crammed full of people and people standing around the walls. That that man got out of the wheelchair walked and I sat down in it and he pushed me up and down the aisle around the front of the church. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan's teaching, Christ the Deliverer. That I was raised up in your church, and my grandmother and grandfather's member of your church, and my mother and daddy's member of your church, and I've been a member of your church for 19 years myself, ever since I was a younger fellow. And, and, and I haven't been to church in 18 months. I haven't set my foot inside the church door in 18 months. And isn't that strange? You've never come before to see about me. I just wonder why. So the pastor grinned and said, well, I heard about what happened last Sunday night. He said, now, don't you let those people fool you. You've been saved all the time. Why, he said, I haven't been. I haven't been saved at all till last Sunday night. I got saved last Sunday night. I got born again last Sunday night. Oh, he said, you just got down there among those, uh, those people. And they may be pretty good people, but they're quite emotional. And they got you all stirred up. And it'll wear off. It'll wear off in a few days. And he said, well, no, they didn't get me stirred up. And he said, it hasn't worn off. It's been a few days, but now, in fact, this is Wednesday. It hasn't worn off. Said, in fact, it's getting better all the time. <laughs> I'm feeling better all the time. Praise the Lord. Well, he said, you come on back over here where you belong. And he said, no, I'll tell you the truth about it, uh, Pastor. We, we won't be back there. He said, uh, not only that, he said, uh, you haven't been to see about me. I haven't been to church in... In 18 months, my wife and I, neither one, have been out of church. But he said, I, I send them a check every month. And as long as that check comes, I guess you're satisfied. But it won't be coming anymore. He said, you know what? He said, we're planning on getting filled with the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, that's true. That actually happened. And that fellow got mad about it. Well, he said, I'll tell you right now, you better leave those folks alone. said, they're lunatics. And you just better stay away from them and leave them alone. Well, no, he said, I haven't found out there that way. They seem to be mighty fine people to me. Actually, he said, this family lives right alongside me. I've never seen any better citizens or better people or better neighbors in my life than them. They're not lunatics. Why, he said, don't you know that they, 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 uh, they, they won't even allow you to drink beer? Why, he said, you know, since I got saved last Sunday night, I said, I haven't wanted to drink anything is wrong. <laughs> Praise God, I haven't even wanted any strong drink. And he said, you know, I'm used to drinking a little bit long, too. But said, never have even thought of it until you mention it. <laughs> and he said that man said well I tell you what said they even preach against smoking cigarettes well he said you know what I hadn't thought of that either but said I haven't smoked one since last Sunday night and I got saved <laughs> well he said I'll tell you one thing you can't live what they preach he said well boy I'm sure having a wonderful time trying it praise the Lord <laughs> and you know that fellow many years have come and gone actually 15 or more and he's still going on far and with God praise the Lord but isn't that strange now 
Uh, they, they, they didn't bother him at all until he got something from God. As soon as he got something from God, here they come trying to talk him out of it. I know I was pastor of a little church uh, for a few months. Uh, actually, a, a man had built this church, and it's a new church, and he put his tent up another place, had a good meeting, he wanted to build a church there, so he said, Brother Hagin, take care of this and farm it for six months while I build this church, and then I'll turn it over to someone. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll preach here for you, this small church and a new work, and I'll hold some meetings, and if I'm not here, because, see, I was on the field time, well, I'll, I'll get somebody else to preach. Well, in that town, there was a man that belonged to a certain church, and he had uh, been paralyzed, was paralyzed, and, and completely helpless. And uh, so he had heard on the radio, and other folks had told him about it, about a meeting down in Dallas, a healing meeting. So they put him in a car and carried him from this little town down there about 20 miles away. And hands were laid upon him, and he got up and walked out of that wheelchair. See, he's paralyzed. He got up and walked out of that wheelchair. Walked out of the church, got into the car, rode home, walked out of the car, into his house for the first time in 12 years, undressed himself and got into bed. And by his own admission, after he got into bed, he got to thinking about it. Well, you know... Uh, I don't know whether I believe that or not. Now, isn't that strange? He said he, he decided that that fellow had hypnotized him. And when he got to thinking about it, he became totally paralyzed again. He couldn't move. And he said in the nighttime, I said to the Lord, Lord, now, now if that's really you and that's really the Holy Ghost, you let that same power come on me again. And he said, I felt that power move on me. And I got up, got out of bed, and walked into the kitchen, got me a drink of water. So I said, well, this is God. Praise the Lord. And so, his wife, of course, she had been paralyzed these years. She had to make the living. And uh, they had one child, a girl, but she was, well, just about grown. Actually, she had a job, too, and was going to high school. But uh, it went all over this little town where he lived. wasn't three or four hundred people there. And so, you see, that went all over because that fellow, he got up next morning, dressed himself, and walked about the place. People saw him, people heard about it, and for a day or two he was like the way, three days, and it went all over that little town about him being healed. But his pastor heard about it, and he went over there to visit him and knocked on the door, and the man walked to the door where he had been in a wheelchair. He walked to the door, opened the door, invited him in. They walked out and sat out on a sun porch and talked. This pastor said to him, Now, I'll tell you, you made a mistake going around those people. Now, he said, uh, uh, it, it's to be admitted that they, they do some healings all right, but he said it's of the devil. Now, it'd be better for you. You've been a Christian for years, a member of our church, and it'd be better for you just not ever be healed and to be healed that way. And when he got through talking to him, that man couldn't get out of his chair. He couldn't see him to the door. He was completely helpless like he was to begin with. And I'm a witness of the fact, the last count I had of it, and I've had the count of it in recent years, that these years have come and gone since then. You see, that happened way back in 1937. And I do know this personally, that up 1950, the man was still bound, still in a wheelchair. As far as I know since then, he's still in the same boat, he's still alive. Now, isn't that strange? Isn't that strange that the, some folks would rather that folks just wouldn't get anything from God because it proves they're wrong. And if they do get something, they try to talk them out of it. Amen. Now, that church, that pastor ought to have been glad, shouldn't he? Yeah, he ought to have been glad that the man could walk and receive something from God. Right on the other hand, some pastors are. You know, I was holding a meeting 
I preached a camp meeting for this section. I don't know what section is. Section, they go by numbers up here, don't they? It's in regard to section down in the southeast corner of the state, you know. And then they put up a tent for a sectional camp meeting. And they put that tent up in the city park there in Hugo, Oklahoma. And I was invited to come preach and pray for the sick in 1951. 1951. And so I preached there, and then we went to uh, Atlanta, Georgia after that. to uh, We had the General Council, the Assembly of God that year in Atlanta, Georgia. So after the camp meeting, I had a few days, so I preached there in the Assembly of God Church there in Hugo for about 10 days. And there was a man one night in my service that was in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. Paralyzed with his hips down. Or actually to some extent even up above. And I laid hands on him and God's my witness as is the church crammed full of people and people standing around the walls. That that man got out of the wheelchair walked and I sat down in it and he pushed me up and down the aisle around the front of the church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now the very next night I came in to preach. I came in about the time I knew they'd turn it to me. I like to come fresh from God and stay back and pray. I sat down on the platform when I did. Brother Medford, the pastor, said to me, Brother Hagin, I want you to meet the pastor. They mentioned a Baptist church there. I don't know whether it's the first Baptist or not, but a Baptist church there in Hugo. And so I shook hands with him. And uh, you see the fellow leading the singing was still up there. And so he sat down then. Brother Medford got up, take up the offer, and turned the service to me. While we were there, this Baptist pastor reached over and whispered to me and said, Brother Hagin, that man that was healed last night, paralyzed in that wheelchair, is from my church. He said, I want you to know I appreciate that. Amen. Why, he said, we, we built a ramp over there at our church to get him in because his steps, you know, up. old church, an old building, you know. We built that ramp especially for him. And for four years, usually in time of the day, you go down there during the daytime, he gets somebody to push him downtown. And he never misses church. We appreciate that. But said, I'll tell you when the report went out, the day that he was healed here last night and I went to see about him and found that man out of that wheelchair and walking and he was in the service that night. He said, I want you to know. I said, bless God, I appreciate it. I don't care. I know that's God. That's not the devil. And he said, I said, I'm going to get over that night and get in on this. And so I happened to preach again that night on healing. I preached on the double cure, you know, salvation for the soul, healing for the body. And I preached on the fact that he's opened the door of salvation. I preached, took the text there from Revelation, you know, I'm he that opens and closes and what I open, no man can shut and what I shut, no man can open. And so then this Baptist pastor asked me, he said, Brother Hagin, would you loan me your notes? He said, I want to preach that Sunday morning in my church. He said, just like you preached it. I want to be able to tell my congregation what happened to this man. And I want to preach it. And then after I preach it, invite anybody else to come and I'll pray for him. <laughs> Praise God, I loaned him my notes. And we went by that Sunday. And, and uh, you know, a few days, about 10 days altogether, before we went down to Atlanta. And he came back and brought my notes and told me, said, I preached a sermon. And said, my, we had a time over there this morning. <laughs> well, thank God for, tho for those who will accept truth. Now, what a difference it would have been if this other man had had a pastor like that. There were two men in similar condition. One delivered, still delivered. The other one bound, still bound. Uh, yes, it makes some glad, it makes some mad. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four-CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Winning in the Time of Trouble. 
And finally, the slimline book entitled, You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Call to Arms Men's Conference. Yeah, so. me, and, me and Craig. Well, uh, you and Denise have just had your, your ladies conference. Yes, yes. And if you don't know who Denise is, that's our daughter. And Craig is my son. And he and I are hosting the Call to Arms Men's Conference. That's right. That's and November the 7th through the 9th. Yeah, and I'll be speaking. Craig will be speaking. Joe Cohen will be speaking. Kenneth Estrada. Jonathan Moran, Joe McGee, and Matt Sharon. It is going to be right. great. And also, we have put in there so you can bring your high schoolers with you, 16 through senior in yes. high school. Yes. Uh, you can come with your father for a special pride. And for some of you that are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, Jonathan Moran is going to have a special session talking right. about young adults and mm -hmm. how to deal with the world we're living in today. Yes. It's going to be great. Hey, you are going to want to be there. That's right. So ladies, go and register your husband and your son uh, because you know the men don't do it, so you go register for them. And then get, go and get them a hotel room. That's and, right. And <laughs> do all the details because you know they're not detailed people, so we have to do it for them. Monday, Kenneth Hagen will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.